Yes, sir. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Millionaire Mansion podcast. My name is James Hodgkin. I'm the owner of the Millionaire Mac Club, and we believe millionaire is defined by the mindset, not monetary status. And today, I have I brought on a pioneer. This man is pioneering the fitness industry. He is helping entrepreneurs think like CEOs and train like athletes. Now, I want y'all to let that sink in and. Just wait until we get into the episode and y'all are going to hear his genius. I got my man, Elijah Goins. Elijah, how you doing, bro? Pretty good, pretty good, bro. That was one badass uh, introduction, man. Oh, man, you deserve it. You deserve it. So I appreciate that. Let, let them know who you are. Let them know what you got yeah. from, where you're from, all that. Yeah, so I'm uh, located in uh, LA. And what I do is I help entrepreneurs. I think like a CEO, train like an athlete. We work 12 weeks and number one goal is to make you the badass ver- most badass version of yourself right and um we're gonna go a lot more in depth into that but right, you know bro. so you know fitness is a big part of everybody's lifestyle so how yeah. long have you been taking your fitness journey serious well i started out a while back you know i actually started out in high school and what i would do was um fitness was always my outlet Right. Like I used to how I got into the fitness industry is, uh, you know, after basketball, I injured my knee. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, basketball was typically my outlet. Right. And so I got I was going through a lot in life. And long story short, I got hooked on certain, you know, like weed right. and certain, uh, you know, alcohol. And, you know, I was in the wrong environment. And then fitness was started to become my outlet because I really started getting into self-development. In a process of, um, you know, just pouring into myself. Yeah. I started, uh, you know, it was really cool. Is um, was really cool. Was uh, one of my Uber drivers. I remember this. I was on the way to a party. I had a, you know, a huge bottle in my, uh, my um, which we got it. I had a huge bottle in my pants, and I was going up to this huge party, right? And my Uber driver actually told me about the law of attraction, mm. and you know, entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurship, but he kind of like really. <laughs> Um, you know, he he had an amazing vision and then I was I got fascinated. I was already introduced to entrepreneurship at this point. My mom's she's a huge entrepreneur, but I never took it seriously. And so um, you know, it all started out with just me working out. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. Wow. No, bro, that's great. And you know, when you hear stories like that, like I just always think it's no coincidence. Like there's no way that you could have had you're lit you're in LA there could have been so many uber drivers but that that uber driver sparked the interest of law of attraction really got you 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 were in the atmosphere of entrepreneurs but now you're like wow you kind of got eye open and yeah so wow that no that's awesome that's kind of like a guardian angel moment type deal uh mm-hmm. so then from there from there you just start working out, taking it serious, using it as an outlet. When did you make the transition into, okay, I I know what I'm doing now. Now let me help other people. Yeah. So um, one of my things is always, I always want to execute. I always want to have like a target, right? And so how the law of attraction kind of played into this was 
after that, like I knew I needed to start a business, you know, because I need, knew that right now, like this is a golden opportunity because if I fuck up, you know, I'm in high school, like yeah. I have, I had so much, you know, room for error. And so I was like, I actually, I was trying to start a clothing business and, you know, fitness was the only skill I had. Yeah. I marketing, I didn't know anything about, you know, uh, making an online presence. And then so my whole mindset was, okay, so if I'm skilled at this, instead of working nine to five, why don't I just charge people $25 an hour? Right. And I work out with them one-on-one. And from there, I started scaling up. Like, I remember at four, I remember every day at 4 a.m., I used to, you know, just wait around in the gym, just pitching people, hey, you know, I see you, you know, you work out, you know, I could, I could uh, get you right. I had a, I had a terrible pitch back. Then. Keep yeah. I was just looking for how many, I knew that the more people I talked to, the more deals I'm going to land. Right. And ultimately, you know, the more deals I'm going to land, the more money I have to leverage to, you know, my clothing business. Yeah. Wow. Dang. So wait, wait, where'd you get that ambition? Where'd you get that drive? Uh, cause not everybody's gonna one wake up at, cause you probably got to be up three, three thirty. One, yeah. most people aren't doing that. Two, most people won't even make eye contact with a random person, and you're doing both of those, and yet making a pitch, trying to, you know, because uh, working with Jonah, what I've realized is like how, mm-hmm. how uh, vulnerable people have to be in order to talk with you about fitness right Mm -hmm. so where did you get that that drive that ambition to you know go after what you wanted to get well so I just had a target in mind I feel like you know having that target having that clarity of you know what I want I know that I got it I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get what I want Right. And so if that requires me waking up at 3.30, I'm going to wake up at 3.30. You best believe I'm going to wake up at 3.30. Right. And if I knew that um, instead of me, because I, I had a job in the past. My mom hired me and I used to do like Google SEO work. And, you know, I would work an hour and get paid like $15, $20 an hour. Right. And so in that my, in my mind, like if I talk to one person and they say yes that's going to make me more than what my teachers were making at that time right. in an hour right just by one conversation so like my whole mindset was is that like you know i just got to talk to people and talking to people is what i'm good at mm-hmm. and so and another thing too is uh i'm gonna add it you know when i have a target set on one thing like i get immersed in the process yeah like when i was uh smoking weed right okay. you know i used to you know all know all the different types of strands i used to you know i used to make sure that i was the number one stoner in my freaking uh in my city you know it was crazy like i immersed my process i immersed myself in a process mm. once i get started with something because i'm an addict i go all in you know right. oh see that's you know that's a a great transition story of how you use something that could be a curse but you use it as a blessing right because yeah. you know a lot of people will have the same addictive behaviors but be latched onto the wrong things but you're addicted to success and addicted to providing value because you know your body your body is the only thing that you came into the world with and the only thing you're leaving with and you're helping people upgrade that daily upgrade that daily 
and we were talking about it off camera your business model is genius bro like literally helping companies help their employees or helping the ceos feel better look better and overall perform better so can you dive in and talk a little bit more about how important it is to look and feel good yeah so it's yeah one vessel and how you use that one vessel means everything i mean if i gave you a ferrari for if you if i told you, you had one car for the rest of your life how are you going to take care of that car you're going to clean it you're going to make sure it looks clean you're going to make sure you're feeling it properly right and same thing with your body i mean even the way I like to look at it, one of my mentors had an amazing comparison. He said that, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we want to like, you know, you look at, you know, these race car drivers, right? They're driving, you know, F-150s, you know, 400, 300 miles an hour, yeah. right? But if you put those race car drivers in, you know, a Nissan and your average person in one of those race cars, the average person is going to crash. Yeah. The race car driver is going to is going to smoke most drivers unless they're driving like a, you know a lambo or something right yeah. but uh that's the same way i look at the body cuz you know you have you have one vehicle you a lot of entrepreneurs they want to drive they want to be a you know average person driving a you know ferrari mm. and you know you got to pour into yourself you got to make yourself the race car driver mm. you know you got to there cuz there's three things that make a successful person you know Skill set. You know, you look at your Mark Zuckerberg's. You look at any successful entrepreneur. They're amazing skill, amazingly skilled in one particular area or multiple particular areas, right? Yeah. Or you could be really good at stealing ideas like Mark Zuckerberg. But <laughs> <laughs> two is habits. What are you doing on a day to day basis? And your body it plays a huge role in that. Because if you're not feeling good, you're not going to think good. You're going to restrict yourself. You're, you know, doing tasks that, you know, imagine how much the, the best question you could probably ask is how much better you would be if you had another 20, 30 percent of energy. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because, you know, your body is what manages the output in your work, how much energy you have and a lot of other different things. But the body isn't the only thing I really focus on. Mm -hmm. Body is just really the. Um, one of the things that most entrepreneurs neglect and I like to really push on and nail on, like, look, you know, weaponizing the body is, you know, one of the biggest, most important things that you can do for your business. Man, you touched on a gym, like you dropped a gym when you said a lot of entrepreneurs will try to be average people driving a Ferrari, driving yeah. a Lambo, like that is Man, that's what I really learned throughout my self-improvement journey is like, okay, I may be average right now. I may be below average. Wherever I am, who do I need to be in order to get to where I want to go, right? And it's like, uh, I forget who says it, but in order to do new things, you have to do new things. Like in order to be a new person, you have to do new things. You have to have new habits. Uh so with you, with you, you know, obviously you've touched on smoking a little bit. What helped you transition? And because everybody has habits, you have habits regardless, like regardless, whether they're good, conscious habits, unconscious habits, you're going to have habits. So 
what helped you transition and make the best of your habits? Well, what really helped me is uh, I surrounded myself with people that I had, I, uh, you know, figured out like, hey, you know, my environment is everything. So, you know, I purposely keep people around me that are better than me in fitness, that are a lot better than me in business. And so when I see what they're doing on a day to day and I see their wins, if I see, you know, I have friends that, you know, are doing $500,000 deals. Right. right. And when I see their wins, I'm like, oh, crap, this is going to inspire me to hit my next deal. Yeah. You know, when I was smoking weed and when I was doing all this, you know, terrible stuff. Right. What actually happened was. I was around people who did that. We were constantly comparing who got the bigger blunts, right. who's smoking the most ounces, right? Right. And now I'm around people who we're comparing our deals, we're comparing our bodies. You know, who has a, you know, I have people constantly in my every. There's somebody in my circle that is better than me at one thing, right? The way I like to look at it. You know, there's somebody in my circle that's better than me in fitness. There's somebody in my circle that's better than me in coaching. There's somebody in my circle that's better than me in business. And it's constantly when I have that in my circle, it has it helps me push myself. Yeah. Kind of, you know, I have that relationship to leverage as well for knowledge. Uh, no, bro, that's 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 it right there. That's literally it. And the crazy thing is I learned how important I've I've always been introduced to that that concept of you are who you hang around. Uh, the five people you're closest with is what your income is going to be, la, la, la. And it was crazy. Like, I really took that lesson to heart this year for myself yeah. and and really uh, it opened my eyes. And the crazy thing is before, because obviously you and I have been friends on Facebook for a little bit, mm-hmm. but never really made uh, constant contact. But as soon as we hopped on that first Zoom, I was like, oh, man, yeah, this man's not playing games. And the cool thing was it was kind of like a manifestation that we started talking because I was like, man, I want to I want to get around. I want to get around some more winners. I want to get around some more winners. Mm -hmm. I want to get around some more people that are comparing. Hey, I just did a ten thousand dollar month. Hey, I'm I'm shooting for a hundred thousand dollar month. Hey, I'm you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. that that is such a big piece whatever whoever's listening whatever you're trying to do whether you're trying to be entrepreneur athlete an artist get around the best of the best get right. in the room. simple get in the right room. um so i know you you've been pouring a lot into yourself in terms of self-improvement going to different mentorships different events uh what's the biggest thing off the top that you can think of that you've learned from one of the best masterminds that you've been to? That's a really good question. You, you, I've already I wanna, know you've learned so much. I want to commend you. You've been asking really good questions, but uh, the best thing I've learned is your IV equals your EV. I went to a mastermind a while back and, uh, you know, it was really cool because it was actually a mastermind for much higher level entrepreneurs. And so I kind of saw the vision. Mm-hmm. Right, it was, entrep- it was a mastermind for entrepreneurs who were trying to scale and uh, exit their company. Mm-hmm. So they're at the final stage of entrepreneurship. And one of the things that they told me that always stuck with me was your IV equals your EV. And these were people who've done it, who've built million dollar businesses, who've built eight figure businesses, who've been to the top of the top. 
some some of those people you've been hanging out with like Kevin Harrison at crazy high level, like nine figure entrepreneurs. So it's crazy that container, but to go a little bit more in depth is your inner value is always equivalent to your enterprise value, your body, your being, your balance in your business knowledge is always equivalent to your external, the enterprise value. Because as a founder, as a CEO, at how you represent yourself is constantly carried throughout your business. You know, if you're, you know, slacking on your body, it's going to show up. If you're slacking on, you know, your knowledge and how you, um, you know, been, uh, you know, been empowering your brain, it's going to show up in your business, right? And not only that, it's that carries on down to your, you know, your employees, your, you know, your your leadership team and the people that you're and even your customers and your daily interactions. Right. So just knowing that helped me out a lot because I was able to kind of go even more in depth into, you know, helping people because everything I learned, I get my clients. And from there, like, that was kind of like my biggest takeaway to like, okay, so the way I can shortcut cut to wealth is if I start pouring, if I, instead of thinking about, you know, how can I get a hundred billion dollars worth of knowledge? How can I build a hundred billion dollar man? Mm. 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 Yeah. That is tough right there. Whoa, your IV equals your EV? Yeah, your inner value equals your enterprise value. That's the title of the podcast right there. That's the title. We found it. Right. It always comes through something somebody says. That's that's gold right there. So, all right. Wait, how long ago did you learn that? Like a year ago. A year ago? Okay. Yeah. So what what have you been doing? So for somebody that just heard this, so let's say it's you a year ago across the screen is listening to this. They just hear that. They learned that IV equals EV. Now, what do they do with that information? What's the first step? Love that. Because I think like knowledge without actually application is nothing. So I love the fact that you're already looking for ways that they can get action items out of this. But um, I think the number one thing that they need to work on is how just ask themselves this question, how many times they're working out a day? How much time are they giving to themselves to grow? Mm-hmm. How many t- hours, how many minutes do you spend in a day in solitude getting right. present with your thoughts? Right. How many time, times a day do you experience, um, you know, just emptying the, the emotional baggage? Right. How many times a day do you genuinely get to, you know, are you setting boundaries for your business? How many books, how many books uh, week are you reading? So just having that, those are some action items you could ask yourself. And then based off of that, you set goals in those areas. Mm-hmm. As entrepreneurs, we set KPIs for your business, but are you saying setting KPIs for your life? Are you setting KPIs for your body? Are you setting KPIs for your mind? Because everything I do, I have KPIs mapped out in my mind, how many books I want to read, how many minutes I want to spend meditating, how many pages I want to journal. Mm-hmm. And I also have KPIs mapped out in my body. What is my, you know, deadlift? What is going to be my squat by the end of the year? What is it going to be my, you know, what competitions am I in? Right. right. And how many books am I reading? Right. right. And then also, you know, you want to treat yourself like how you kind of treat your business. You know, you set KPIs so you can have that intention of what targets to hit. Yeah. So I would just say the number one thing is figure out targets in those areas. Because mm-hmm. 
to kind of find out to really find out the action items you got to ask yourself what do you want yeah yeah that's gold right there you have to know what you want and we were talking about this off camera that was the thing with me this past year is I seen success I gained success mm -hmm. I gained knowledge but I wasn't necessarily as efficient as I could have been because my vision wasn't clear yet, which is fine because you're going to go through the trial and error process. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being a little kid trying soccer, trying baseball, trying art, you right, know, right, that's, right. that's kind of what jumping into entrepreneur is like, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I can kind of serve these people. Oh, wait, I I'm kind of good at this too. Mm -hmm. So once you find out what's your interest, what uh, your different level of, skill is in each thing then it's time to niche down it's time to niche down uh so my question for you in terms of like the kpis and the goals uh whenever you don't hit your targets how do you handle that i mean if i don't hit my targets i mean that's the good thing because i have so much more area to reflect on you know, if I don't hit my business goals, if I don't hit my revenue goals, okay, what did I do wrong for my business? Oh, maybe marketing is like, okay, so how can I, you know, what, what, what changes can I make in that? Same thing for life. You know, if I don't, if you don't hit your body goals, okay, what did I do wrong? Oh, I was eating an extra 500 calories mm -hmm. on, on Sunday. Okay. What iteration can I make? What, 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 what um, changes can I make? You know, and um, I said, yeah, like you want to really just figure out, you know, what where you don't hit your KPIs. You want to kind of figure out, you know, the causing factor. And a lot of those KPIs are set around typical things that you have control over. Yeah. So maybe, you know, like for your business, KPI, for your, you know, body KPIs or, you know, your um, your being KPIs, you know, reading books, you know, maybe you could ask yourself, hey, maybe I, instead of, you know, waking up at 5 a.m., I wake up at 4 a.m. Or maybe, you know. Set I set my cutoff time in my business at 5 p.m. and I give myself five to six to read. Yeah. Like it's just simple things that simple um course corrections that you can make that kind of give you room to grow. Right, right. And uh you touched on something, you touched on something earlier that that really resonated with me when you said, but this was off camera when you were talking about. Mm -hmm. you know how you got so solid in the vision that you you have no choice but to wake up with energy you have no choice what yeah. time did you say you wake up again 355 yeah 355 you 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 have to be so locked in on a vision to wake up at 355 you know most people i bet you if we looked up like the average wake up time it'd probably be like eight nine somewhere mm -hmm. around there and you're waking up a whole almost five hours before you know so what mm -hmm. what helped you what advice could you give somebody if they're if they're setting out on the journey now how can they get their vision clear well I think one thing that uh you need to establish that you're not like most people you're a bit you're in business you know you you're responsible for you know changing people's lives you're responsible for setting people up for generational wealth mm. just, you know you, you got to play your employees right so as a leader, you know, you're set, you have to set that tone. And if you're not setting that tone for yourself, I mean, imagine how that's going through your organization and imagine how that transfers through your customers. Yeah. Right. Because you got to be a leader of your life before you're a leader of any organization, before you're a leader of any good product, if you're a leader of any good service. Right. And then 
you know, to answer your question is finding clarity. Clarity is key. You know, what do you want out of your business? Like if I was to, I guarantee you, if I was to sit down with 10 entrepreneurs and I was to ask them, you know, what is their angle for their business? They're not going to have that question answered. They don't know exactly what they want out of their business, yeah. right? They don't know their exit strategy because everyone has a startup strategy, but they don't know their what they're planning on, you know, when they want to leave, what does their business look like? What would their, you know, life look like? And so once you figure out, you know, the vision that you're trying to build and what you're actually trying to accomplish, you get motivated. That's how you're going to get your motivation. That's how you're going to wake up at 4 a.m. Because if you know you're trying to build a billion dollar empire, you're going to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah. You have no choice to. Right. right? That's So that's you have that type of energy. Because if you have, if you want to build a billion dollar empire, you got to be build a billion dollar man first, and then you have to have billion dollar energy to your goals. You have to have billion dollar output. Right. So on the days, because you know, <laughs> let's say you have you have the billion dollar vision, you build the billion dollar man, but I right. still feel like there's ups and downs. How do you handle the the down days when even even you know the vision, but you're like ah, I don't <laughs> know. Well, there's always bad days. And uh, I think a huge part is hiring a coach. Coach has helped me out a lot. Coaches cause significant factors in my growth. Like, remember when we talked earlier, I spent about 50 grand the past year on just coaches, just learning. And another thing is, too, is the bad days are what makes you. Because if you can show up on the bad days, imagine what you're going to do on the good days, right? Because anybody could read and, you know, journal and, you know, show up to their business, you know, and work on, you know, the new marketing plan or, you know, close deals on a good day. But what are you doing on a bad day? That's where the champions are. That's where, you know, the, the top entrepreneurs are made. Because on a bad day, you don't want to do it, but you still have to show up, right? Right. Man, you've been dropping some gems. You've been dropping some gems. You ain't come to play. I love it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had another question ready, but you said like you're throwing too much. I'm processing. I'm processing. This this is good. This is gold. Man. Okay. I remember my question now. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on you kind of just touched on it, but like failing forward? Because I feel like, you know, you see that a lot with the fitness journey. Like you may be going to the gym every single day. And sometimes you up your weight, but you can't, you can't do what you thought you could, or with your business, you, you try to bring in mm-hmm. new clients. You maybe didn't get the results that you wanted. Blah, blah, blah. So what, what do you think about failing forward? Failing is, there's no such thing as failing. The only time you fail is when you quit. The only time your business actually fails is when you actually, you know, quit your business. Because, yeah. you know, the reality of the situation is a huge factor in the journey is just staying consistent with it. Right. But failing is if something is not working, like if I have a new business strategy that isn't working, I'm not going to, you know, overwork myself. I'm going to figure out what exactly is going wrong and what iteration I have to make, what change do I have to make, what course correction do I have to make, right? Same thing for fitness and same thing for, um, you know, um, for any area, man. And I actually get happy when I get failures because yeah. I know that. Typically, when I fail, that is when I'm going to get my biggest month. Yeah. That is when I'm going to make the most revenue. And that is when I'm going to hit that new PR. That is when I'm going to figure out, you know, how to, you know, schedule things even better. Right. Because I figured 
when I'm going through the failure, when I'm going through that resistance, that's what makes me stronger. And that's what typically is what's going to remove that inhibitor that is already in my business or already in my personal life that was going to happen eventually. So I think failures are the greatest thing you have because the more you, because when you fail, all you're doing is removing the border out of your journey. Yeah. And that border was already there in the first place. Right. Right. But you just haven't, you know, you just, as the more, the further you go on in your journey, the more borders you're going to get and the more you're going to have to remove. And as soon as you remove that border or, you know, that, that failure, as soon as you hit that, you know, storm, that's when you're always going to see the light. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's say this, you know, you're at, you know, 20, 30 grand a month, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're at 20, 30 grand a month and you start to hear some resistance and, you know, that you figure out, you know, next month you're at 10 grand, right? Mm-hmm. And you figure out, you know, that um, you see your messaging strategy isn't working right. and you realize that the messaging strategy is the reason why you weren't able to scale higher than 20, 30 grand. So from there, that's where the real growth comes from. Right. And when I see a challenge in my business, when I see a challenge in my personal life, I'm really excited to, as crazy as it seems and people think I'm lying about this, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Because that's what's going to get me to the next level. Yeah. I like that mindset. And I feel like I personally have a similar mindset also. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people get caught in, dang, I hit that first that first sign of resistance okay, maybe let me try again. Dang, I hit it again. And then probably quit by then. But you know, it's, it's a matter of problem solving. How, how good, whether you're in business or just in life, how good are your problem solving skills and understanding that you're going to run into problems and different things regardless, right? So it's a matter of being ready for those and being comfortable with problem solving. Like you have to be comfortable with problem solving. If you're not like, you're not going to get very far or to where you want in terms of entrepreneurship or life in general. And, you know, uh, you talked about it earlier, like the solitude thing, like sitting in solitude. How, how much time are you spending in solitude? How much time are you dumping out your emotions? All of that stuff I found out is so crucial to mm-hmm. success and to life in general, because, you know, you may think you're feeling one way and then you look back, you look back or things, things turn around and you look back, you're like, whoa, like, that's not even what I was feeling. That's why I was, I was uh, feeling some resistance because mm-hmm. it, it goes back to the intrinsic thing. It, it goes yeah. back to it, it, what, what's right in here. Cause yeah. that's, that's the thing right there that I've, I've seen with business and life is, humans tend to look exterior first oh there's a problem but let me look yeah. everywhere but me first no but, you hit the nail on the bullseye on that like right. you're the problem you if right. you solve the problem within you first then it's going to be easier to solve the other problems outside right and um you know to piggyback to your problem solving point you know you generally need to have that skill if you want to be successful in whatever you do because yeah. you look at any great leader they were a problem solver. Yeah. Jesus was a problem solver. Yeah. Go freaking uh David was a problem solver. Yeah. David and Goliath. He solved a problem in his village. He figured out, you know, how to kill Goliath, right? You know, you look at Mark Zuckerberg, he was a problem solver. 
Elon Musk is a problem solver. The bigger problems you solve, the more you're going to be rewarded for that. The better quality of life you're going to have. Exactly. That's exactly it, bro. Man, um, we talked about it a little bit off camera. Uh, so what 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 is the biggest thing you learned in 2021? The value of just investing in myself, bro. Like really. Like um, and also like I learned two big lessons. I'm gonna go into one. The first one is probably pouring into myself. The more I, you know, invest in myself, the more my business is gonna grow, the greater person I become, the greater friend I become, the greater family member I become. And number two is the value of just relationships. Like one of the things that we covered earlier is the power of proximity, right? And uh, I figured out, you know, the value of just being positioned in certain communities and certain groups where I'm typically not, where I'm the, the, the you know, the bottom field, right? Yeah. Because when you're in those communities, what actually happens is, is eventually, you know, you start to see, you know, Ryan doing 20 grand a month, you know, Mark doing 20, 30 grand a month. And you start to realize, why aren't you doing 20, 30 grand a month? And then you start to realize maybe you didn't have the same belief as Mark had in his business, or maybe you didn't have the same system. And so it's so much easier to solve problems when you're in those certain communities for every area. Because the masterminds I'm in, they're not focused on just business. They're focused on fitness. They're focused on, you know, mindset. They're focused on beliefs. They're focused on all these different areas. Mm-hmm. And so that elevates me to be a better man. Mm. And so, you know, learning the value of just that type of capital, relationship capital, I guess you could say like that, you know. And yeah, like, and then I think the last one too is just the importance of having a vision. Because mm-hmm. once you, which you realize it, what a lot of people mess up is uh, they have you know short term goals, but they don't have a long term vision. Yeah, how they see themselves, yeah. how they see their business, and so they have no way to collapse time. Right. My mindset is all the time, no matter what I'm doing, is how can I collapse time. How can I learn from somebody who's been there or how can I, you know, start making it? How can I start living day to day? How can I, you know, what improvements can I make in my day right. to get to that goal faster? Mm-hmm. No, and that's- so that's what's really like helped me out a lot in 2021. Those have been like my three biggest lessons. Yeah, that, that those are goal. And I, you know how I felt about the last one in terms of understanding the vision. And I talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. uh, knowing where you're going, like that's that's the biggest part. That's that's the starting point. And you you brought the exit strategy to my attention because I, I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't even thinking about that. And the proximity proximity thing is so important just from our little 10 minute convo prior to turning on the camera, you already had me thinking bigger right because you're doing numbers that i want to do and if if i just stay in a room that i'm doing better than everybody you're not gonna get better yeah you're not gonna grow you're gonna think that you're the best thing that's happened to the earth since sliced bread since whatever you think and you're just not going to max out your potential and i really like how you talked about the proximity thing because you know, it's people, people 
think comparison's a bad thing. Comparison's not a bad thing if you're using it the way that you're talking about using it. If you're using it, okay, but this person's doing this. I know that I'm somewhat similar to them. I can do this in my own way, you know? And it could be a slippery slope. Some people might get insecure, but if you're not using it in the right way, you're, it's going to lead to some insecurity. So for everybody that's listening, make sure when you're comparing yourself, compare it to the right people, compare it to people that are doing what you want to do on a bigger scale, because that's how you're going to get to where you want to go, building that mental repetition. Really, It's not even, I don't think it's comparing at this point. I think this comparing is bad because let me tell you the reason why that's bad. It creates, how would I say it? Um, there was a there was a word that describes that. I forgot what it was. It creates impo- self imposter syndrome. Mm, you don't want to compare. Yeah. You want to ele- you want to use the people in your circle to elevate. Right. I generally know that I don't compare myself to people, but I generally know that if I hang out with people, five people who are doing better than me, I know that that's gonna pull me up like. Yeah, I think at my I learned this from my at my lead podcast. So let's say you know I take you, James. Yeah, you're a you know twenty. Let's say you know just hypothetically, like this is you know just me throwing out numbers. Let's yeah. say you're like a fifty degree, right? And then you know degrees is obviously we're talking about finance, right? Yeah. Let's say you're fifty degree, and then you hang out with other you know people. You hang out with you know Patrick. You know, hang out with Sam. You hang out with you know, uh, Nick, mm-hmm. and they're all 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. Just by the power of being in that proximity, you're going to get up to 100 degrees. You're going to get hotter. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like um, being around like a bunch of hot rocks. If you put one rock with a bunch of hot rocks, the rock's going to naturally get hotter. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked about uh, that topic in another one of my pod episodes is kind of like creating your own luck. If you're around success, if you're around other people that are doing big things, it's going to rub off on you. You're going to catch that next, that next piece of uh, revenue, that next piece of success, just from watching it, just from watching it, just from being around it, you're going to be rewarded, right? It's guilty, guilty by association, but in the best way. Right. Right. And, um, you know, Another thing that you have to, something that I learned that helped me out a lot too in building out my uh, environment in my proximity is one simple thing is that, you know, there's certain people that, you know, you have in your proximity that you might not know and they do, they don't do it intentionally that may be putting subconscious beliefs in you that aren't going to serve your business, that aren't going to serve that or maybe, you know, everyone has that family member that or that, you know, friend that looks at them how they were two years ago. Imagine what that's doing to the beliefs in your belief system in your business and the belief system that you're having in yourself, the yeah. belief system that and the confidence that you're carrying yourself with, you know. Yeah. And so the power and proximity really comes from, you know, knowing who to position yourself with mm-hmm. and also knowing who exactly to remove. Because I think Grant Cardone has a really good, he had a really good saying. Things don't have problems. People have problems. Right. And so when you know when, when exactly to not exactly remove them, but, you know, distance your people, it helps you out a lot, too. Because yeah. maybe, you know, this season you can't hang out with Brian, you know, smokes weed 24-7. He wants to start up a business who has no ill intention. But when he talks, he puts 
he sees you as somebody who you weren't, who you're not anymore. Right. He sees you as somebody who you were a year ago. Yeah, yeah. That's fire. That's fire. No, nah, that's fire right there. That because that will really diminish your self-growth. That yeah. will really diminish your self-growth. But this is my last question for you. Yeah. So it's it's you can pick. It, it's kind of like a two-part question. You can answer either one. What is the biggest quote that you live by? Or what's the most recent life lesson you've learned? The most recent life lesson. I, this is a giggle. My mentor is going to love me for this. <laughs> Three questions. Where am I right now? Where do I want to go? And who I must become? Mm. Three simple questions. Once I started living that in the day-to-day, my business started seeing a lot big, bigger returns. My life started seeing a lot bigger returns. My body started seeing a lot bigger returns. My mindset started seeing a lot bigger returns. Yeah. Because <laughs> just to give you the context behind that, is everyone has a vision of, you know, who they want to become, right? right? They have a vision of themselves when they hit that, you know, million dollar milestone, that two billion dollar milestone, or you know that, ten when they make their first million, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has that vision, and everyone has that vision of themselves when you know where they're, you know, in shape, or you know when they're, you know, reading one book a one book a a, a week, you know, yeah. right? Everyone has that vision, but you got to start figuring out how can you live that actively. How does that person dress? How does that person think? How does that person represent himself? How does that person, what hobbies does he have, right? What beliefs does he have? And then once you start doing that, that's how you collapse the time, the gap between how you get from A to B, how you get from where are you right now to where you want to go. Right. That's that's one of the key stones of the law of attraction right there. Yeah. Yeah. How can you feel it now? How can you feel good now? How can you be what you want to be now? That's that's a gem, bro. You came on dropping gems. Yeah, bro. That's what I do, man. That was amazing. That was amazing. Um, real quick for everybody that's listening, everybody that's listening, how can they tap in with you? Yeah. So follow me at the real Elijah G or just add me on Facebook. And um, if you're interested in learning more about what I do. Just message me and we could book a call from there, but do not hit me up. A lot of people tell you why to hit me, why to hit them up, but I'm gonna tell you why not to hit them. Mm-hmm. Right. Do not hit me up if you're somebody who doesn't want to be held massively accountable, if you're somebody who's okay where they're at right now, and if you're somebody who does not want to elevate. Because you could ask any of my clients, I'm the type of person that's gonna text you at 4 a.m. what your goals are. I'm gonna text you, I'm gonna hold you to that standard that you tell me on our call. Mm-hmm. just keep that in mind if you hit me up because i don't i'm the type of guy that's going to push you to the next level in that standard we're not going to be friends we're gonna we are going to build an amazing relationship but, but my number one thing is helping you grow and not a lot of people are willing or can't can't handle that so that's fire right there that's fire so make sure y'all tap in with them i'm going <laughs> to drop it all in the description the seven and seven resets dropping. My ebook is wrapping up. I told y'all it's coming out before Christmas. Man, any closing remarks? Get the ebook. I mean, I checked it out. I saw it, and uh, dude, it's ten out of ten. 
you told me about it a little bit about you kind of went indefinite in our uh, opening conversation and you know i just gotta say get the ebook and um feel free you should definitely hit up james about digital marketing because this guy you know he's no he knows what he's doing before we talked about you know how he want goes about his business the mindset he has and you know, he spends a lot of time investing in himself and his knowledge and his craft. And I think he's your guy if we're looking to make our ROI with your marketing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for real. And off of that, off of that, you already heard his. You already heard what he had to say. If you're trying to get, get your mind right, get your grind right, get your body right, tap in with him. The, the, get your business right, too. Get your business right. All of it. Like, literally, yeah. turn your life around. Tap in with E. The, the his contact's gonna be in the description so like my grandma said man keep going keep growing peace